you wonder what happened in sports today, Brandon Petrilli, he got the wave. We talking a lot with bros today, cracking some jokes the podcast way. Goals on goals, where homers on homers, tutties on tutties, got moments on moments. Just tune into BSP, just tune into BSP, just tune into BSP, just tune into Petrilli. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the BSP Podcast. I am Brendan Petrilli. I hope everybody's out there enjoying their time. Enjoying a little bit of a lull spot right before we hit the eye of the storm coming up. We got March Madness, got the NBA heating up, and spring training baseball is right around the corner. Uh, So there's a lot of things to catch up on moving forward. It's going to be a lot. Very, very exciting. Uh, Today, as I come out with this, I'll be at the best, uh, not the best show ever. I'll be at the John Kincaid Show. Uh, doing their first Friday broadcast. They're going to be doing a live in show every Friday, the first Friday of the month. So that'll be a lot of fun. I'm signed up for a bunch of them. So feel free to reach out. If you guys want to try to go in, look uh, towards the 97.5, the fanatic website for when they pop up, when you can sign up to be able to go live and hang out with us. It's always a lot of fun. I know we, you know, we've had doc rivers, George Yang in the past. Make sure you go check out those videos down below. They're a lot of fun. So we'll see what's going on there. Now, Last week, right, I said I didn't want to talk about the Sixers. I wanted to wait. They went on that really tough stretch, and they, they came out okay. They came out, eh, but okay. They they, they go, they lose, right? They lose the back-to-backs to the Heat and or the to the Celtics and the Heat. That was rough. Then they get a bounce-back win against the Heat. Lose to the Mavericks, which was just an absolutely wild game, just stupid. Then you get that win against the Bucs. Then you win, beat the Pacers, T-Wolves to round it out. Handily for the most part. Pacers game was run and gun the whole game. They kind of forgot how to play defense, but we'll get to that in a second. But now it's time to kind of reevaluate this long stretch right after the all-star break. The schedule lightens up a little bit, right? You got the, you got the trailblazers tonight, got the wizards Sunday, Cavs, Hornets, Pacers, Bulls, Bulls. And then you, you heat back up again with golden state Suns, nuggets. So we got we got a little bit of a little gap here, right? This is where the Sixers have to strike. They cannot go and lose these ba- to these bad teams. They got to keep going like they have been the past couple games and dominate. Whether Harden and Embiid are in there, whether one of them sitting, Toby's out, whoever, they got to dominate these games. And I feel very confident. This is a very good regular season team. Regular season, I want to preface that. Because we'll have to see when it comes to the playoffs whether they can make this work because you see games like Boston and they, they just can't stop the wings, right? They're, they're two wing guys. And you get down to a final play, who's guarding them? You got DeAnthony Melton on Jason Tatum? What are we doing here, fellas? Can't happen. You, they got to figure out a couple different rotation matchups towards end of games. You got to get the ball in Joel Embiid's hands, but in better situations where he's not catching it at the top of the key and he's got, you know... 10 feet that he's got to work because then the more time he's dribbling, the the worse it gets, honestly. As much as I love Joel, if he puts that ball on the floor, teams know, bang, get on him because he he loses it a lot. So the Sixers have been able to figure th- some things out here. Got a couple good wins. If they didn't win that Bucks game, right, if they didn't win that game, it would have been real ugly. Probably would have had a very different tune to this start of this podcast, but I'm still kind of tempered, you know. I, I, I'm not, I'm not pumped, 
but I'm not down. I, I definitely think they should get past that second round. They got to win. They got to get this second seed here where they're two games sitting behind Boston. Or you sit and you try. Yeah, because we need to play. We need to play Milwaukee. So maybe if you sit there in that three spot, because I, I like that matchup against Milwaukee. Obviously, you just beat them, but they just match up better. You got guys that can guard their guys where you don't have guys that can guard the wings, the wing players for the Celtics. So we'll see as this rounds out in the form here, but a couple of the big things, right, that, that have come for this. Joel Embiid's an absolute monster. Absolute monster. And it's a shame. It's a shame that we can't get all pumped up and MVP, MVP, and fight because we've been doing it for the past three-plus years now. And honestly, this is his best case to do it. But at least for myself personally, like, yeah, Jokic is having a great year, averaging almost a triple-double. If not, he is. I don't know at the time we're recording this. But if you watch their games, they're two totally different players. You saw it in the All-Star game. You see it on a night-in and night basis. Jokic, he, he makes his team great. That is 100% sure. For sure. But you take him away, they're still a good, solid 4-5 seed. You take Joel Embiid away from this Sixers team, they're an 8, maybe play-in game. Because he just goes and puts up 35 a night. Puts it on the defensive end. Just him being out there, give him the ball. Guys collapse. So he'll get it out. Turn around. Just the confidence, the, the swagger in his game. It's just so exciting. The way he can get up and down the floor when he wants to, when he wants to. We should be fighting for him more, but I, tell me why. Am I right that it's kind of just a runaway? I was looking at the odds. He's plus 400 right now. Jokic is minus 265 or something like that. Well, why aren't we fighting more for Joel? Is it just because we're too fatigued at this point? I don't know. Let me know in the comments below. But I want to. I want to get all behind this team. I want to get behind Joel. I mean, goddamn, James Harden's having one of the best seasons of his career, statistic-wise. It's not that same bounce that James Harden has. It's not the same shooting numbers. But he's the way he can facilitate on this team now, the confidence that he has in his guys, it's fun to watch when James is clicking. You know, he had 20 assists the other night. It's wild. It's fun. It's exciting. When you got guys like Maxi, you got guys like Embiid he can throw it to. Yang, when he gets hot, he went through a real rough patch after after we hung out with the boy George. <laughs> but hopefully he can he can round back in the form here. You know, you got guys like Jaden Jalen McDaniels getting in there, showing that he's got that bounce, he's got that it factor that he that you can get. Whether he should be in the starting five or all coming off the bench more, we'll hit that in a second. But yeah, James is he he can find himself on the third team All Pro this year. Third team all NBA. Because he's been that good. He's been that big of a difference factor. He's not getting that explosive. If he gets blocked a couple times when he goes up for a quick layup, you'll see a, you know, they they can recover on him faster now. But the craftiness, the way he's looking to get other guys open, those full court heaves where he puts it right on the dime to guys right in their hands for easy layups. That's what you like to see out of James Harden. Now we need to see that killer instinct. You saw it come out. In that Bucks game, 
with him and Embiid going back and forth, making threes for the Sixers to get them back in that game. So we'll have to see. You're going to need him to have that killer instinct and get you 30-plus in a game when Joel's not feeling it. That's the biggest thing for the Sixers in a playoff series. If he can be that guy where historically he hasn't been in the playoffs, been his biggest knock, but now he's got other guys around him that maybe he all he's got to do is just do one for you. Give give me one. Joel and the other guys can get me, and Maxi can get me another one. Joel can get, get me the rest. That's kind of where the Sixers are at now, right? The biggest thing watching these games, I'll, I'll be honest, up until the past week or so, I haven't watched a full NBA game, full Sixers or anybody's game. Because why? All you have to do, this is how you got to watch the NBA, the last nine minutes. That's all you got to watch. Because all the up and down, the heartbreak, the big leads, the runs, all you got to do is watch the last nine minutes and you'll get all of that. Just the lead changes, uh, teams can come back, guys can take over, guys can pull away. That That's all you need to see. I, I feel bad for Hol- my cousin Holden, you know, friend of the pod. It's been on multiple times. We'll have to have him back on as we move forward through the playoffs here. Huge Sixers fan. He rides or dies with them. But we're getting text messages back and forth, back and forth in the first and second quarters. And I'm like, and then I'll look at my phone. You'd think those Sixers were down 30. I'm like, dude, it's all good. And they're up like four. Like, relax. It's okay. All you got to do is just watch that last nine minutes. Because that's all you need. That That's where the games are won and lost. Whether you can get on that last run and that nine-minute push to separate yourselves or to bring it back and get it close in the last five minutes or so. Because then it just becomes a foul fest. Then it becomes who can make a three. And it's exciting. The talent is off the charts in the NBA. But even the players now, you know, they're just going up and down the floor. There's no no bigger thing than that Indiana Pacers game. Nobody was playing defense until like the last eight minutes or so of the fourth quarter. Then the Sixers had to get some stops. They're like, oh, yeah, let's play some defense again here, fellas. But it's just all across the NBA right now. Why, why is that? Who knows, man? I mean, I can go and... Load management, player heart, and this and that, you know. The talent level of the NBA is at an all-time high, but the watchability of it is kind of at an all-time low of a whole game. Why is that? Let me know in the comments because it's, it's an interesting thing that's going on. Now, let's move a little forward here back to the Sixers. What did you guys think? about that Sixers lineup they rolled out there against the Pacers. Not a lot of defense was played, but, you know, you had Toby and and P.J. Hurt banged up a little bit. So you had Jalen McDaniels in there. You had had, uh, Harden at the one, Maxie at the two, McDaniels at the, what, at the four, and you had Melton at the three with Embiid at the five. I tweeted out, if you go follow me on at Twitter, at Brennan Petrilli, and, you know, TikTok, Instagram, everything, at Brennan Petrilli, that should be the starting lineup. Tobias Harris and P.J. Shucker should be coming off the bench. That lineup that they had out there was young. It was fast. It had enough spacing. And you had slashers, and you had well, in that game, they didn't have the defense, but defense comes with playing together in chemistry. So I'd like to see that more and see what that could 
could lead to on the defensive side of the ball. But offensively, you don't have guys out there that are liabilities. That guys like a PJ Tucker, that you know he's gonna brick one every other shot. Maybe you got guys that just clog up the lane. Guys like Tobias Harris who need to make a, a catch and dribble, dribble, not catch and shoot. That's what McDaniel's and and Melton give you, and Maxi, who's three pointer is just on fire since he got that, since he got his confidence back after you kept him on the bench. That's where Maxi's been thriving. Let him run. And then you go with Maxi and you go you go Maxi, Tobias, PJ at the five, or you put PJ at the or at the four. But you know, you go Toby, PJ at the five at the four five, and then you run Melton out there with Maxi and fill in another guy. And give Harden and or you leave Harden out there. Whatever. You mix and match those guys where Embiid's not out there. And it's not just a lost cause. Maxie's young enough. He's got the confidence. He's been able to build. You've had him on that second side. But let him gain that confidence with Harden and Embiid because they find ways to get him the ball and get him going. And they know it. It's been out there. Maxie, they they went up to him after that Celtics game. They said, Harden and Embiid said, we need you, bro. We need you to be that third guy. So he's got to be in that starting lineup because when your two stars know it, your coach better know it too. So we'll see moving forward throughout that lineup. Because honestly, that probably gives you the best rotations possible. Length, size, shooting wise. When If you go up against the Celtics or you go up against a Bucks, Because obvi- honestly, that's where you're going to go. That's what, that's what we're going to see. Because I'm not scared of the Cavs. I'm not scared of the Heat, even though you lost one to them. Who else? I don't know. Harry and I went through this on Cold One Conversations. Make sure you go check out that. Subscribe to that. Put the bell on, of course, and make sure you're subscribing to BSB Podcast for more. But, you know, breaking down, the West deep. The West is deep. Seven, eight teams deep. I'm not scared of the Knicks in the in the East. No. You, you got that first three teams, maybe the Cavs a little, but not really. They're just too young. They Embiid can take them to the cleaners. Jared Allen or Mobley. You know, so they just got to figure out these last couple games now is getting that set rotation for the playoffs. You got to shorten that bench. And then figuring out who's going to be the hot hand, whether it's going to be Harden, whether it's Embiid. We'll have to see. A couple things that come to the top of my head now as we wrap up this show. I hope everybody's been enjoying all the content we've been putting out. Going to be putting out a vlog for tomorrow's Friday, uh, first Friday show with the John Kincaid show. So make sure you put the bell on, subscribe to the channel of always for that. Go check out previous vlogs that we've been doing and having a lot of fun with it. But when it comes down to it now, right? Sixers have a shot. They definitely have a shot. I'm not going to tell you that we're going to win the championship. They, 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 sh- they really should. They should get past that second, that second spot now. They should get into that Eastern Conference final. That's where the expectation should be. Not lose in a tough matchup. No, we should be the tough matchup. That's what's been most frustrating is where they've been kind of reacting to the other teams and playing off of that. No, make them guard Embiid. Make them stop Harden. Make them stop Maxi. Make them stop Paul Reed. <laughs> you know? 
Go out there and you dictate the pace. You dictate the game instead of reacting to Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and letting guys like Al Horford just kill you. No, go and dictate that. That's what we have to see down the stretch here. And I'm excited. I'm not as pumped as we have been in the past, but we'll see moving forward here. I hope you guys are excited too. Shout out to the 215. Go Birds. Hey, play the song. Play the song. Thanks.